The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude. You're listening to Numbers by Barons. It's Monday, March 6th. I'm Jackson Cantrell, here with the numbers you need to navigate the markets this morning. Our first number is about 95%. That's how much Silvergate Capital's stock has fallen over the past year. Last week, the cryptocurrency bank listed its ability to continue as a going concern. That was in a filing to the Securities and Exchange Commission, which also included the admission that it would miss the deadline to submit its 10K annual report. The company blamed business and regulatory challenges and said it's, quote, working diligently to file its 10K as soon as possible. The news raised concerns about the future of crypto companies and their relationships with banks. Silvergate was founded in the 80s, but took off in 2013 when its executives began to attract business from the crypto sector. Then the company launched the Silvergate Exchange Network, or SEN. It enabled transfer of currency between its customers and made loans to its customers who posted Bitcoin as collateral. In the last quarter of 2021, SEN handled $219.2 billion in U.S. dollar transfers. By the end of the year, it had 94 crypto exchanges and 894 institutional investors as customers. Silvergate's exchange network is a way to bypass ACH transfers, which typically takes several business days to complete. Last week, several major companies said they would pull out of SEN, including Coinbase Global. Silvergate also saw a run on deposits, which were down by $8.1 billion in the fourth quarter. That wiped away seven years of profits for Silvergate. And all of this isn't just a problem for Silvergate. It's an issue for the crypto industry at large. Regulators may view this incident as another reason to be skeptical of crypto. Federal regulators have already released guidance warning banks of crypto activity, though it's not prohibited. The next number up is more than 15%. That's the share of consumers that financed a car in the fourth quarter that are paying more than $1,000 a month for the loan. That's the highest the percentage has ever been, according to automotive data provider Edmunds. Amid rising financial costs, car loan delinquencies are rising. It's a bad sign for consumers and the broader U.S. economy. Ally Financial, an auto lender and bank, posted fourth quarter results that point to that. 3.56% of its car loans were 30-plus days delinquent, up from 2.14% the previous year. The car market will likely continue to face challenges as interest rates for new and used car loans have been revving up. According to automotive data provider Cox Automotive, the average interest rate for a used car is nearing 14%, while the average for a new car loan is over 8%. In other sectors, there are also signs that the U.S. economy may be in trouble. Housing starts have been down roughly 25% from recent highs, Cloud computing has slowed down at Google Parent Alphabet, Amazon.com, and Microsoft. Plus, U.S. manufacturing activity has been contracting for four straight months. Our last number is 517,000. That was the increase in non-farm payrolls for January, after a seasonal adjustment. 
the blowout figure was more than economists' forecasts, and it wasn't the only surprising number posted in January. There was also a 3% jump in retail sales, two-thirds greater than predictions, during a period where sales typically decline, and light motor vehicles saw a month-to-month increase of 17.7%. Given all those rosy figures, is it possible the January economy was too good to be true? Well, now that some time has passed, probably. Payrolls in January actually declined by roughly 2.5 million during the month, but because it was less than the 3 million decrease assumed by the seasonal adjustment factor, it looked like a big increase. The average work week jumped in January, but that can be explained by warmer than average temperatures, which led to fewer missed hours than usual. Retail sales did experience an upswing, but look less rosy when considered in conjunction with November and December's figures. Both of those saw seasonally adjusted declines of 1.1%. And while inflation has ebbed from its peak, it's still significantly higher than the Federal Reserve would prefer. The core PCE, that's the Fed's favorite inflation metric, is still more than double what it would like to see. Coming up, markets will be looking to next Friday's February jobs report, and the Fed's meeting later in the month. That's when the central bank is expected to raise its Fed funds target rate by another quarter percentage point. And that's Numbers by Barron's for Monday, March 6th. I'm Jackson Cantrell, and we'll be back with more numbers you need to know tomorrow. Have a great day. The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.